Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy, and today I am dropping a solo episode on a topic I have become incredibly passionate about, and that's sensible sun exposure. The benefits of the sun, how to harness the healing abilities of the sun, and why people have been misled to fear the sun. You know, sadly, the media has really steered people in the wrong direction saying not to go outdoors, applying copious amounts of this toxic sunscreen and, you know, wearing sunglasses. And it's truly devastating to the health of our society since the sun is critical for our circadian rhythm, which governs nearly every organ and system in our bodies. And it's critical for numerous functions in our brain and body in general. You know, we've evolved to thrive with the sun. And the data shows that the average person spends 93% of their time indoors. How crazy is that? 93%. And to be immersed in this unhealthy environment indoors under artificial junk light, staring at screens, it's terrible. It's absolutely destructive to our energy levels, to our vitality, and to our short and long-term health and our quality of life. You know, the sun really helps us just feel better. And I'm gonna get into a lot of reasons why in the course of this episode. And on t- if, that, if that's not bad enough, people are spending 93% of their time indoors, folks. When they do step outside, they've been so misled by mainstream recommendations and the Dermatology Institute that they slather on all this sunscreen, they wear sunglasses, and they block the vast majority of benefits that we can get from the sun. And this has really resulted in more and more people getting sick, feeling depressed, feeling fatigued, getting anxious, and just being an unhealthy society. And we're going to look back at this one day and realize how absurd it was to listen to the medical paradigm and dermatologists with their anti-sun and sunscreen propaganda. It's absolutely wild. So this this misinformation is why I've become so incredibly passionate about sharing the truth with other people because it's such a cornerstone of our health and vitality is to soak up the benefits of the sun and utilize it wisely. And it's free. It doesn't cost you any money. It's accessible to virtually everyone. And so I'm going to go through in this podcast episode and cover everything you need to know about harnessing the benefits of the sun while minimizing any downsides. So let's get into it. How can sunlight transform your health? You know, we all feel better when we're exposed to sunlight. It's intuitive to go outside and expose our bodies to the sun. Yet many people fight this urge since dermatologists have popularized this notion, sun exposure causes skin cancer. But what they don't highlight enough is the plethora of benefits that we receive with sun exposure and how it it really initiates so many biological processes to occur under your skin. And, you know, I'm going to go into a lot of those. You know, one of the notable reasons sunshine makes you feel so good is because your body releases what are called beta endorphins when you come into direct contact with the sun. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this who are listening. When you lay out, you know, getting a little uh, sun time, whether it's during your midday break or on vacation or at the beach, you just feel good. You sleep great that night. You just have this incredible increase, this immediate and also lasting increase in your mood and your mental state. And exposure to sunlight also causes your body to release what's called nitric oxide which has been shown to help increase exercise performance, normalize blood pressure, improve your blood flow and and delivery of nutrients, and also to enhance your sex life. More blood flow equals 
a lot of benefits. I don't have to elaborate there. And when you expose your body to sunlight, you're receiving the powerful energy that the sun really provides to so many functions in your body. So just to rattle off a few, it is critical for your your immune system. And part of that is with vitamin D, which I'm going to get into in a bit, but also with the multitude of other things that are happening physiologically when we're exposed to the sun that go well and be well and like above and beyond vitamin D. You know, taking a vitamin D supplement is not the same as getting it from the sun. Enhancing your mood and energy levels, increasing your mental health, you know, which kind of goes hand in hand and really helping to correct certain imbalances in your neurochemistry. It helps to improve your sleep and your, you know, overall energy levels throughout the day by way of realigning your body's circadian rhythm, which is your biological clock. It helps to increase serotonin, protect, it actually protects against melanoma, which is one of the most deadly forms of skin cancer, and it lowers your chances of dying from it. And I'm going to talk about the whole fallacy around skin cancer and sun exposure, uh, but there's good research demonstrating adequate vitamin D through sun exposure protects against melanoma. And it helps to do, it helps people so much with depression You know, a lot of people who live in cold climates in the winter get what's called seasonal affective disorder where they're not getting enough sunlight to feel happy. And they literally get clinically depressed because of this. And so there's some ways to mitigate that as well through bright light therapy devices and different biohacks, but no biohack can come close to the real thing, which is going outside and soaking in the beautiful sun rays. Uh, It's gonna help reduce your risk of numerous chronic diseases, including cancer and heart disease. It helps your body produce melatonin at night, which is how we really amplify our sleep quality so that we can really get deep restorative rest in the evenings. It really helps to improve your hormonal balance. So for guys listening to this, one of the best strategies to boost testosterone is to get your midday sun exposure. And for ladies listening to this, if you deal with any PMS type symptoms or any hormonal imbalance, getting your sun is going to be crucial. And it's going to just lower your chances of all cause mortality is basically saying it's going to help to extend your life and improve your quality of life. So clearly there's numerous health benefits and that's just a short list. I could keep going all day about the benefits because they are so far reaching. And so getting out in the sun will really add years to your life and more importantly, add life to your years, meaning it's just going to make your life better. So let's get in now here into vitamin D from the sun. It's no secret our body synthesized vitamin D from sunlight and, you know, what specifically from the ultraviolet radiation, UVB. It's commonly referred to as the sunshine vitamin for this reason, vitamin D. And deficiency in vitamin D3 is overwhelmingly common because people are told to stay out of the sun. They don't know about vitamin D supplementation in terms of how much to take. And more importantly, they don't know the cofactors to include with vitamin D3 because vitamin D3 is just one part of the equation. If you don't have the other cofactors, the synergistic nutrients that work in conjunction with D3 for the body to utilize it, which would be vitamin K2, magnesium, boron, uh, as well as a few others like vitamin A, you can actually run into problems with vitamin D supplementation. So it's really important to understand these things and it's not talked about nearly enough when you just hear like on the, you know, on the news, like, hey, vitamin D3, it's helpful for your body. People go out to Costco, buy the cheapest vitamin D3 product they could find and they're not really receiving a lot of the same benefits because they're not bringing in these other constituents and cofactors. It'd be like saying, hey, I want you to build a house. Here's all the lumber. 
take all the lumber and you're like, I, I, well, I need the screws and the nails and the drywall and the flooring and the roofing and all the other materials. What am I going to do with just lumber? And that's same goes with our bodies when you use nutrients in isolation, except it is much more complex than building a house. So moving forward from that analogy, supplementing with a good vitamin D3 product is an excellent idea to help reverse or prevent deficiency. And that's the only viable option for some folks during the winter months. You know, if you live far from the equator and it's snowing outside in peak winter, you can't get vitamin D from the sun. The sun is at too low of a solar angle and it's not powerful enough and there's all this cloud coverage and it's freezing cold outside. So you're not going to go out with minimal clothes on. So supplementation is necessary for anyone in that scenario if you're not able to get it through sensible sun exposure alone. And so many people realize the benefits and they take vitamin D, which is great. I'm all for it. I have a lot of patients in my practice utilize vitamin D3 for this reason. Um, But it's important to understand, though, that there are so many things that occur when our skin is exposed to the sun and our eyes, for that matter, that it's important to make regular sun exposure a priority, a a very high. This is one of the highest priorities of my day, guys. You know, I prioritize a lot of stuff like my sleep, my movement, my nutrition, my relationships, my my work, you know, with my patients, my practice and, you know, the impact I have on others. These are all big priorities in my life. But at the top, towards the top of that list is sun exposure. I set aside time every day to lay out in the sun. And it's not like I'm just twiddling my fingers in the, in the sun. I, you can multitask and you get all sorts of work done. I'm going to talk about that later in this episode of how to habit stack your sun exposure with other things to reap the benefits and actually not deter any of your productivity or work time. In fact, it'll boost your productivity. So back on the vitamin D. There's going to be a lot of tangents in this episode because as I get going on certain aspects of this top of, of this broad topic of sun exposure and all the benefits, there's so many different nuances that I love to unpack. So bear with me. Um, swallowing a vitamin D supplement is inferior to getting adequate sun exposure, but it's still so much better than not getting any vitamin D at all. So how much should you take? You know, people are like, all right, Ryan, tell me more. Give me the nitty gritty practical details. How much vitamin D, how much of these other cofactors should I be getting if I want to be healthy, if I want to feel good? So according to all the research I've seen on vitamin D and all the experts who I've listened to talk about this, the ideal range for your body is between 60 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. And different countries have different, you know, units. So Canada is a little bit different, but in in the United States, 60 to 80 nanograms per milliliter. That is the sweet spot. And you can affordably test your levels by having a 25 hydroxy vitamin D3 test. Just a fancy name for testing the right type of D3. You don't want to test for D2. And this test is covered by many insurance companies. And if you do end up paying out of pocket for it, it typically runs somewhere between 50 and $70. It's not crazy expensive to get a vitamin D test. I test it for people all the time in my practice. You could always reach out if you wanted to run a vitamin D3 uh, test through me, but there's also direct-to-consumer labs you could utilize. And so the amount of vitamin D3 you need to supplement with varies greatly, guys, person to person. One person may be able to attain the ideal levels of between 60 and 80 by supplementing with 2,000 IUs a day. Another person might need 15,000 IUs per day. We're all very different in how we absorb it, how we utilize it, how much sun we get to complement that vitamin D supplementation. You know, there's so many variables. And so the only sure way to know 
is to take the same dosage of vitamin D3 every day for over three months. It takes at least 90 days to really know where that dosage is going to leave your levels. And so you take the same dosage, you get it tested. If you still have suboptimal levels, then increase your dose and get it retested. You know, it takes time for you to really see these differences. You could test it every three to six months. And so I will say on average, many people benefit, the the vast majority of benefit from around five to 6,000 international units of vitamin D3 per day. That's not medical advice. I don't give any medical advice on this podcast. This is just educational material and me putting out what I've learned through years in clinical practice, helping people get well. Again, some people I work with, I have them on 10 or 12,000 I use, and that's what they need for their bodies. Other people, like myself, for example, I haven't taken vitamin D supplementation in many years. I don't need it. I get adequate sun exposure. I prioritize my sun. I live in a warm climate where I'm able to get sun all year round. And so I keep my levels around 75 to 80, right in the sweet spot where I want them without taking any supplemented vitamin D3. So what I will say when it comes to supplementing it with the different cofactors is it starts to become complex when you really break down all these different nutrients our bodies need to utilize D3. So what I recommend to people I work with is to take a high quality multivitamin. Most multivitamins on the market are very lousy. Don't get your multivitamin from Costco, folks. It is terrible quality. Centrum Silver, men's or women's one a day. These are made by pharmaceutical companies. They use synthetic ingredients. They use all sorts of toxic additives. They're actually probably worse than not taking any vitamins at all. That's how bad these are. There's one that I, there's a couple I really utilize frequently in my practice, and one in particular that rises to the top, made by Mother Earth Labs. It's not a sponsor of this show. I will put a link uh, in the show notes for anyone that's interested in that because this multivitamin is the best on the market that I've ever found. It's very comprehensive in the amounts and types of nutrients it has, uh, organically sourced, no nonsense in there, very, very good quality multi. And that will include in the multivitamin, 5,000 IUs of D3, adequate K2, 300 milligrams of magnesium. It'll bring in your other trace elements that you need, uh, like boron and phosphorus. It'll also bring in vitamin A. And it's just going to cover your bases nutritionally so you're not having to go out and buy six or seven different supplement products. You just buy one and you're set. And so it's very simple and really makes people's life easier. So I'll put that link in the show notes below this video, below this podcast episode, so that everyone that's interested can check that out. And that's going to be a great one-stop shop uh, solution. Um, But vitamin D really is affordable, you know, and it's accessible to virtually everyone. And this one supplemental vitamin could have a massive impact on the health of our society, so much so that experts estimate that if everyone took around $30 or $40 worth of vitamin D3 supplements per year, this is cheap stuff, folks, to get their levels into the ideal range, it could cut healthcare costs by 25%. That equates to nearly a trillion dollars in healthcare savings alone every year. That's just mind blowing. And so that's just some, some low hanging fruit, you know, to test your levels, see where they're at. It's not going to break the bank to pay 60 bucks for a vitamin D test. Like I said, odds are your insurance company, you know, I don't know for everyone listening in, but You could always check with your physician, see if they could run it. Maybe you don't even have to pay out of pocket for it. See where your levels are at. Keep in mind the ideal range. 
keep in mind the, the rough approximation I gave in terms of what most people benefit from, not medical advice again. Um, and then, you know, really Im implement this stuff and get your levels retested if you're low because vitamin D deficiency will, will increase your risk of numerous chronic illnesses. It'll lower your immune system function. It acts as almost a hormone in the body. So it really negatively impacts your hormonal balance. And so it's very imperative that you have adequate vitamin D. Moving on, I want to talk about the sun cancer link. So dermatologists have warned, warned people for years that even moderate sun exposure will lead to skin cancer. And interestingly, the research suggests that sunshine can actually lower your risk of dying from skin cancer. Why is no one talking about that? Malignant melanoma is one of the most aggressive and deadly forms of skin cancer, and it's typically found on clothed areas of the body that get little to no sun exposure. So how does it make sense that sun is causing malignant melanoma? Additionally, a large risk factor for skin cancer is vitamin D deficiency. What do you know? So that's the result of not getting enough sunshine. So they have it so backwards. And a study out of Sweden actually found that avoiding the sun was linked to a higher chance of mortality uh, and that sun exposure was, was shown to decrease the likelihood from dying from a cardiovascular event. So it even helps with your cardiovascular health. So this is not to say that excessive sun exposure doesn't negatively impact your skin health. You could always overdo a good thing. So staying out in the sun for hours on end can and will be harmful to the skin. Even if you have sunscreen on, I think this is the most important part for people to listen in. I see so many people go to the beach. They haven't gotten much sun for weeks or months leading up to this point. So their skin is very pale. They'll lather on this toxic sunscreen that has all sorts of chemicals that seep into the skin, into the bloodstream. That's a whole nother set of problems, which is, you know, there's non-toxic sunscreens that I'll share in this episode, but they lather on this sunscreen and they think they're just protected. But what they're really protecting themselves from is all the benefits of the sun. They're still getting all the radiation. They're still getting all of the damage to the skin. And if you look at the charts of increased sunscreen usage and increase in skin cancer rates, they both go up and up and up directly correlated to each other. So this is not to say to never use sunscreen. I use a non-toxic sunscreen on my face when I'm surfing and I'm out for hours on end. But it's, un it's important to understand that just because you have sunscreen on doesn't mean you have like this protective shield that protects you from all damage from the sun. Additionally, not putting on any sunscreen, going out for longer than your skin can tolerate will lead to a sunburn. And burns are bad for your skin, whether it's from the stovetop, whether it's from hot water, or whether it's from the sun, excessively burning your skin will create oxidative damage and will be harmful to your skin and will potentially lead to cancer formation when you're repeatedly, repeatedly burning your skin, regardless of where that burn is coming from. So that's to say that there's the reason I love the word sensible sun exposure is because it's really implying that you're not going out for hours on end. You're not overdoing it. You're putting your, your body out in the sun for as long as your skin can tolerate without burns, which I'm going to teach you a little trick on how to do that. And then you're going in the shade or you're putting on a long sleeve shirt and a hat. You're avoiding the excessive prolonged exposure that leads to burns. So how do we maximize the benefits of the sun while minimizing the damage? Here we go. So going out in the sun during the middle of the day, which is called solar noon, is when the sun is at the most intense. And 
This is when you're most likely to get burned if you stay out for too long. So we want to get a moderate amount of sun exposure during the solar noon because during the middle of the day solar noon is where we really synthesize vitamin D3. You're not going to synthesize any vitamin D when the sun is at a low solar angle. So during sunrise, during sunset, those are very, very important times to be outside because they anchor the circadian rhythm. The sun comes in through the eyes. It helps to trigger this cascade of different hormones and neurochemicals and helps to really signal to the body that it's you know, morning, that's daytime, it's the start of the day for sunrise. Or if you're out for sunset, it's emitting different spectrums of light that really signal to the brain and body, the day is ending, let's start relaxing, getting ready for sleep, upregulating melatonin, and the, you know, many other things that trans transpire. And so there's really three kind of areas. So you want to get out early morning, as close to sunrise as you can, but I understand a lot of people don't wake up that early. Uh, but trying to get out around sunrise, soak up that morning sun, it's going to completely light up the body in all the best ways. It's going to upregulate your energy, upregulate your metabolism, upregulate fat burning, upregulate your mitochondria. It's going to be spectacular. And it only takes five or 10 minutes. But you got to go outside in the early morning because window glass blocks a lot of these benefits. It, it really reduces the intensity of light and it also disrupts the spectrum of light. And so going and just opening up your curtains is not sufficient, folks. You want to go outside in your patio, your balcony, your yard, wherever, for at least five to 10 minutes, although longer is even better. Longer the better. And in the morning sun, when the sun is at a low solar angle, you're not going to get sunburned. Even if you're fair skinned, it's not intense enough to really burn you. And you do not, you do not want to wear sunglasses. No sunglasses. Because that's going to also disrupt the intensity and spectrum of the sunlight, just like window glass will, except sunglasses are even worse than window glass. So you wanna be out there soaking in your sun, drinking your water. I talk about all this in a very in-depth podcast I released a couple months back, you could find about the optimal morning routine practices. And then when it comes to sunset, kind of doing the same thing. And you don't have to watch the sunrise or watch the sunset. The indirect light will be providing these same benefits. Watching it, you gotta be careful. We don't wanna stare into the sun for too long. Could obviously damage the retina, so be smart. Um, but being out in sunlight, the early morning and the sunset is going to be freaking incredible for so many things in the body. Now back on the vitamin D, going out during peak day for a short amount of time with maximum skin exposure is ideal. Think of your body like a solar panel. The more skin you have exposed, the more benefits you're gonna receive. And keyword here, a short period of time. So some people can go out in the sun for 30, 40 minutes during a peak day and they'll be fine. Other people can only tolerate five or 10 minutes. So it really depends on your, on one, your proximity to the equator, two, the time of year, because the sun is much more intense in the summertime than it is in the wintertime. And three, it depends on your nutrition and your, and your skin tone. You know, you, you, Really what we eat impacts our skin's tolerance to the sun. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. So the way that this works, practical advice here, you can go out in your yard or ideally in an area where you feel comfortable showing a little skin. Don't break any laws, guys. You know, don't go out naked at the park and then call me up and complain that I got you in trouble. Be smart, follow the laws. Uh, but ultimately, if you're in a private area, that's even better. I lay out naked in my backyard every day. Literally daily, this is a practice of mine. And if I'm in public or I'm, I'm traveling, 
I go out without a shirt, I hike up my shorts, and 90 plus percent of my body is exposed to the sun. And so the idea here is you want to lay out to where you can shade your neck up. We don't want excessive sun on our skin, on our face, not our skin. Uh, this, the skin on our face is much more sensitive and we inherently get sun exposure on our face anytime we go outside, you know, walk into the car, walk into the office, walk into the park. And so we don't want to overdo our sun exposure on our face. We actually want to wear a hat or put a shirt over our face or lay out where our, our neck up is in a shaded area. Like if you're at a, if you have like a little overhang on your patio and you could position your lawn chair or your towel to where you're laying out to where your upper chest down is in direct sun, your upper chest up is in the shade. That's the ideal strategy. So you're in this position and you wanna monitor your skin. So most people are gonna be able to tolerate at least five minutes, even in intense sunlight. I could tolerate quite a bit. I'd say average, you're looking at 10 to 20 minutes is a, is a good average timeline that most people can tolerate in an intense sun with no sunscreen. So after 10, five to 10 minutes, Monitor your skin, and as soon as you start to turn the slightest color of pink, find shade or cover up. This is not a sign that you're going to get that you're already burned. What this is is blood pooling to the skin, and it's a sign you're going to start getting a sunburn if you continue to stay out in the sun. And many of you listening to this may be able to do 20, 30, even 40 minutes before this happens. So really, it's highly variable. So it's hard for me to give a blanket recommendation. But 10 to 20 minutes seems to be the sweet spot, lying on your back, getting your whole front of your body exposed to this beautiful sunlight, and then turn over, do the other half. So you did, let's say, 15 minutes laying on your back where your whole chest, abdomen, legs, feet are all getting sun. Then you turn over to where your back your butt, your hamstrings, your calves are all getting sun for another 15 minutes. And that's gonna be 30 minutes of total sun split between your front half and your back half. That is very unlikely to burn you unless you are extremely fair skinned, in which case you'd wanna do five or 10 minutes each side. You know, really monitor that and mix it up based on your body. And so because we gain the most benefit from a vitamin D perspective, you wanna do this during solar noon, during the middle of the day. That's typically from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's gonna be the sweet spot. And that falls in line with most people's lunch break. So you don't need to stay out that long. You don't need to stay out for hours on end to get these benefits. In fact, that's gonna be, you're gonna hit a point of diminishing returns and actually start damaging your skin if you stay out too long. So again, no sunscreen, no sunglasses, because what's really interesting about this is if you're wearing sunglasses while you're sun tanning, you'll actually get burned faster because the brain is confused because you're getting this distorted spectrum of sun light through the eyes and the brain body connection really dictates our melanin production which helps protect our skin from the sun so laying out doing your sun tanning with sunglasses is not advisable you could put a shirt or a hat or something over your face if it's really bright out but do not wear sunglasses ideally and so one quick other kind of cool tip is researchers have determined that if your shadow is taller than you are so let's say you're six feet tall and you're standing out in the middle of the direct sun and you look at your shadow and it's way taller than six feet, that would mean the sun is at a low solar angle to where you're not going to generate much vitamin D synthesis. And so because in many parts of the world, the sun is at a low angle all winter long makes supplementation pretty necessary for optimal vitamin D. But in the summertime, at the time of this recording, it's June or rolling into summer. That's not the case for most parts of the world. I mean, it is wintertime on the other side of the planet, but you get what I'm, I'm saying. In the United States, 
most of the country can really reap a lot of these benefits and the sunlight will provide you with that vitamin D. And so uh, I definitely suggest just full skin exposure, whatever you can do, you know, without breaking any laws or feeling uncomfortable. And then after you do your five or 10 or 20 minutes on one side, flip over to the other side and then get out of the sun. That's all your midday sun that you need. And if you're going to stay out in the sun, let's say you're out on a hike or you're on a bike ride, put on a long sleeve shirt, put on a hat, and that's where you're really going to protect your skin from there on out. That's the true protection. Now, if you have to apply a non-toxic sunscreen at this point, like I shared, if I'm out surfing, I can't really wear a hat when I'm surfing. I can't really, I mean, my body's covered with like a rash guard or a, a wetsuit, but my, my face is exposed. And so my, my nose, my forehead will get sun, sunburned if I'm out there for three, four hours surfing and I don't put anything on. So I'll apply what's a, a non-toxic sunscreen with the active ingredient being non-nano zinc oxide with very few other ingredients. One company who I've used for years that I really like is called Badger. They make a great non-toxic sunscreen. Another company I've been using more recently because Badger is very much so a thick sunscreen that you know kind of makes your face white. Not everyone loves that. Uh, another one I, I enjoy is called All Terrain. They make a sports sunscreen, non-toxic. It actually rubs in so you don't have all the white sunscreen showing on your face for people that aren't into that. And so that's going to be the ideal scenario after you've gotten your sensible sun exposure because sunscreen blocks many of these benefits and stops the production of vitamin D3. So that's the gist of it, folks. Expose as much surface area of your skin as you're comfortable with. And when possible, combine your sun exposure with some earthing or grounding to amplify the benefits. Earthing and grounding is when you're in direct contact with the earth, you know, walking on the beach, walking in the grass. Uh, or laying out on the beach, laying out on the grass, where your skin and the earth's surface is in direct contact, we actually get a beneficial supply of electrons from the planet, which quells inflammation. There's a great book on this from Clint Ober, and it's called Earthing. And there's some great resources online. You could learn more about this practice of grounding and how it has so many benefits to the body. And we've actually evolved to be profoundly impacted by the synergy of the photoelectric effect, which is exposing your skin and your eyes to the sun, and Mother Nature's magnetic field, which is this earthing and grounding concept of getting this uh, specific frequency and these electrons from the planet. And our eyes and our feet are actually working in concert with each other. So we reap countless benefits when you're walking barefoot in the sun. This is like as good as it gets when it comes to healing the body and immersing yourself in a situation where it's helping your biology thrive. So that's the gist on getting sun, being smart about it. Keep it short. More is not always better. Know your limits and really focus on applying these principles because it will transform your health and your life. Nutrition also impacts your skin's tolerance to the sun. So I've worked with many people who have said, Ryan, in the summertime, I'll get sunburn in three or four minutes or five minutes. How can I benefit from the sun? Well, if you get sunburn in five minutes in the summer, go out for three or four minutes, you know, do this every day. And what you'll see over time is your skin will develop more resilience to the sun. What's often called a solar callus. It's really going to develop a tan and you'll be able to stay out for longer and longer. And as an added benefit, you'll develop a healthy, good looking tan. I mean, people pay for this stuff. Don't pay for it. Tanning beds, tanning like products that make your skin look darker. These are mostly extremely toxic to the body and not advisable. And you don't need to pay for it. 
You can get it for free from going out in the sun while getting all these benefits. So don't rush the process. The worst thing you can do is assume if five minutes is good, 45 minutes must be great. And that's not the case if you have fair skin and will burn in 45 minutes. So this will be a slow progression and this will really create, if you keep it slow, it's going to to make sure you mitigate any damage to your skin. So be patient, slow and steady is the key, day in and day out, getting four or five minutes, whatever you can tolerate on your front side, then again on your back side, after a, a week or two, you're gonna see, now I could do seven or eight minutes, now I could do 10 minutes, and your skin is gonna get uh, darker due to the melanin production, which is very, very beneficial for our skin health. And this is also great for your skin. Everyone talks about wrinkles in the sun. And yes, if you're excessively exposed to the sun, you're working outside all day long, you will get premature wrinkles. But when you're doing this wisely, the way I'm describing in this episode, it's actually going to benefit the elasticity of your skin, the collagen production in the skin, and improve your complexion and your skin health. I don't use any products on my skin. And I'm not trying to brag, but I have very healthy looking skin. And people ask me, what what kind of face creams do you use or lotions or this or that? I'm like, I don't do any of that. I believe good skin comes from the inside out through good nutrition and then also from sensible sun exposure. And so nutrition will impact your skin's tolerance to the sun. So if you're one of those people that's very fair skinned, that gets sunburned very easily, it's important to consume plenty of healthy fats, things like avocados, uh, wild caught fish like salmon, uh, grass fed butter and ghee and grass fed uh, meats like beef and bison and lamb. This will improve your skin's tolerance to the sun, making you less susceptible to burns by getting these essential fatty acids. It'll also improve your skin health in many ways, many, many ways. Um, Also, antioxidants are gonna be very helpful for this. So they're found in many uh, non-starchy vegetables, uh, certain fruits. Um, And so eating your vegetables, eating your healthy fats, it's gonna improve your skin's ability to tolerate the sun and increase your overall health because those are essential for many, many reasons far beyond uh, your skin in the sun. Um, And, you know, there's a couple other nutrients. One uh, supplementation or one supplement that I find works very well for natural protection against the sun is called astaxanthin. I absolutely love this because it helps to improve your skin's tolerance to the sun to mitigate any damage. It's also a powerful antioxidant. It's found in microalgae. It's actually the substance that wild salmon feed on, which provide them with their pink color. And so this makes wild salmon a great food source of astaxanthin, but getting more of a therapeutic dose, uh, you can take astaxanthin. I really like the product called BioAstin. Um, it's made out of, uh, it's sourced from Hawaii, uh, made from a Hawaiian company, and it's very good quality astaxanthin. I've been taking it for years and years and years. And It will help with a multitude of things, everything from inflammation to recovery from exercise to also, you know, eye health and a whole bunch of things, but it helps with minimizing any damage from the sun. Not to say you could take astaxanthin and go out for eight hours all day in intense summer sunlight, that's going to be too much, but it will help a little bit. Um, So those are things that I definitely help. Uh, And other algaes too can be helpful. Um, Two things that have become more popular are things like chlorella and spirulina. And these two types of algae are actually packed with wonderful nutrients that support your health and have been shown to improve your body, your body's ability to increase energy and mitochondria function from sunlight. So that's really cool. It's almost like a photosynthesis type effect. 
Not to say you don't eat food, we can't live on just sun diet, but it will augment your energy production in a very beneficial way. So in addition to astaxanthin, I'll oftentimes chew, uh, chew up like six or eight of these tablets of chlorella or spirulina, uh, and I find that to be awesome. So I'm gonna link up the chlorella and spirulina. I'm also gonna link up the astaxanthin supplement, and I'm gonna link up the um, non-toxic sunscreen options. I'll put that all in the show notes for you guys. So you don't have to go hunting around for that in addition to the multivitamin I mentioned towards the beginning of this episode. So talked about a lot of good stuff, the importance of starting the day with sunlight, the importance of being outside during the sunset, and very important is getting your sun, what I would call sun therapy, laying out in the sun during the middle of the day. And so the next thing that I want to touch on is how to heal a sunburn. You know, by applying the strategies I covered thus far, on how to safely get sensible sun exposure, you're gonna avoid sunburns altogether and you're gonna reap all these benefits. But you know what? We're all human and sometimes shit happens. So there are there will inevitably times when you spend a little too long in the sun and can benefit from having some sort of concoction to kind of rub on the burned area that will help soothe the skin, help promote healing and regeneration of those skin cells. And one of the best natural substances to accomplish this is aloe vera. Probably not a surprise to many of you, but most of the after sun aloe vera products on the market are so freaking lousy. Very poor quality aloe. They contain many harmful additives like coloring agents and stabilizing agents, uh, these different chemicals that get, to, get absorbed into the body. You gotta remember what you put on your skin will get absorbed transdermally into the body. So I found most of these conventional after sun products are just lousy. They're not using a good extraction method of the aloe plant, so it doesn't contain many of the active constituents and these FDNC food colorings and synthetic preservatives they use are things you definitely don't want on your body. So I recommend using a product that I've been using regular. I've been using this in my practice for probably the last four or five years. And I'll have people use it orally to heal the gut and to provide a lot of benefits from, an, from a systemic standpoint. But I'll also have them spray this aloe, it's a liquid aloe, on their skin after a sunburn or after any type of insult or injury. Because the thing to remember about aloe vera is it's incredibly helpful to heal any tissue it comes into contact with, which is why I found great success healing uh, healing the gut and different issues with people uh, having different uh, kind of insults to the membranes and mucosal lining in the gut. Well, this also works topically on the skin. So the product that I use, and I'll link this up too, is called R, the, le- the letter R, pure, P-U-R, aloe. And it's an, it, they call it an 18X concentrate because it has 18 times the active compounds, the muco and polysaccharides, than other aloe vera products due to this unique extraction method that they use, which I don't want to dive into that here. It gets kind of complex. I could always link up an article I wrote on this. Um, but spraying that simple spray of aloe and just kind of rubbing it on your skin is incredibly helpful to heal from a sunburn anytime that happens. The other thing that can help with a sunburn is cold exposure. So going in a cold uh, cold plunge, cold shower, jumping in the ocean or the lake, that'll all be great. So I wanna wrap up this episode by talking about some practical tips on how you can get more sun exposure with a busy schedule. Cause I know many of you may be listening to this and thinking like, this sounds great, Ryan. I'd love to get more sun, but I work in an office all day. Like what, what am I supposed to do? Well. You have to prioritize this healthy habit the way you would prioritize sleep, hydration, exercise, or nutrition. You know, make time for your daily sun exposure during your lunch break. 
virtually anyone listening to this has some sort of lunch break, you know? And so shortly after eating lunch, you know, go on a 15 or 20 minute walk and aim to walk in a more secluded environment if possible, you know, not necessarily right at your office building, but maybe down the street or drive to a local park a few minutes away. And, you know, somewhere you could kind of expose some skin, you know, not necessarily taking your shirt off if that's not something you're comfortable with, but do, do the best you can, you know, roll up your sleeves, maybe bring an extra pair of shorts uh, that you could change into and put on a hat so you don't have excessive sun on your face and go for a walk in the sunshine. This is going to help aid digestion after your meals. It's going to help with a multitude of things from the movement, but also the sun is going to be transformative and you will very likely not get that afternoon crash that a lot of people get after lunch. A lot of people have their lunch break, they go back to work, and then they're just like a zombie the rest of the day. They're low energy, they have brain fog, trouble getting stuff done, they end up pounding another coffee or two to get through the day. You go out for your midday sun exposure and your walk, your energy is going to be fantastic the rest of the afternoon. And so you can also really stack habits together to maximize this sun. So you could take phone calls. You know, if you have an off, if you have a phone call for work or an appointment, take it outside walking in the sunshine rather than sitting at your desk. Or if you have a meeting scheduled, see if your colleague is willing to chat and go for a walk outside rather than sitting inside like a conference room. You know, a lot of people are going to be open to this because you just have to drop a few of these benefits and they're going to be like, well, that sounds like a good idea. I'd much rather get outside and soak up some sun and get some fresh air than sitting under these artificial junk lights all day. And lastly, you can combine your healthy habits to maximize all the benefits. So if you're doing a workout already, you know, sometime midday, do it outside whenever possible. I'm a huge fan of outdoor workouts and, you know, minimalist workouts where you don't need a gym. Go for a walk, you know, at the park or the beach, ideally barefoot while you're getting your sun exposure. Maybe you do some yoga or some flexibility stuff at the park. There's a lot of ways, you know, options are virtually endless. But the big takeaway here is to to really stack these habits together. I, I mentioned at the beginning how I spend the middle part of my day with extraordinarily few exceptions outside laying out getting my sensible sun exposure. But during this time, I'm getting work done. I'm being as productive, if not more so, than if I were sitting in front of my computer. Sometimes I'll be on my computer. You know, I'll be on my phone, I'll be answering emails, getting back to patients, I'll be, you know, doing some busy work, writing stuff out, I'll be doing some learning time, reading a book, I'll be making a phone call, talking with someone. There's so many ways that you can really get your work done as you normally would, but just for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever time you have that your skin can tolerate, just do that work outside in the sun during your midday break. And since a lot of people are working from home these days, this makes this process even easier. So bottom line, folks, in closing, don't fear the sun. The sun is here to heal us. We've evolved to thrive with it. Expose yourself safely and reap the numerous benefits that sunlight has on your health and on your quality of life for years to come. Appreciate you tuning into today's episode. I really hope you learned a lot and I welcome any and all questions about sun exposure, about your lighting environments. I'll be doing a whole different episode on artificial junk lights and blue light blocking glasses and screens and all that sort of stuff. But this is really such a foundational element to your health. It's low hanging fruit. And I urge you to apply the strategies in this episode and you will see incredible results.